RC Underground Radio. Yes, I realize I look like an idiot with this mustache, and I'm okay with it. Yo. If you've been looking for a podcast that talks about 1RC tracks, suppliers, and events, then you're in the right place. You don't need to cut anything either. You can just call this the raw, uncut episode. We can leave it at that. The raw. <laughs> yeah. Are you drinking dollar store soda again? Quit yeah. spending your money on RC stuff. You can buy some lean <laughs> brand soda. <laughs> When, when we bring this guest on, I guarantee people are going to go, are you kidding me? He wrote a song for you. I did. I did. We're going to have to end this soon, huh? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. And we're going to have to edit this. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ratzloff and David Brinkman. Here we are back again for another episode of the RC Underground Radio. We got Ryan Ratzloff with us, of course. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, hey, hey. And our big guest tonight, we've been waiting for this one for, man, several races, but we knew what was coming. We've got Aaron Streblo. Welcome, Aaron. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, bud. I got to ask you how it like feels to finally get your, your first win at the Underground. Yeah, uh, take some uh, weight off the shoulders, that's for sure. Um, so I've been there three times, and I've been close uh, the two previous times. So um, I, I knew we were getting we're, we're close, but not quite there, and just had to have uh, have a quick car and have some luck go our way, and I guess it, uh, it all fell, fell in my favor this last time. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. So here's the interesting stat that I thought about. You've run three races, like you said. You've run 400 laps of main event action, and you got one win. Because <laughs> you've been on a lead lap trying to get that leader right to the flag, and you finally pulled it off. So, you know, Aaron, it, it, it's crazy because seeing you race at the underground, it's like, I don't know, you're always up there. You're always a threat to, to win. And then, you know, I, I I don't actually race against you on Sundays at your own track, um, but I see you out there and, you know, I mean, you're up against a lot of great competition, just like you are at the underground. I mean, is, is it easier to run these one RC cars versus like what you're running at attitude with your, you know, your wing sprint car and all that stuff, or is it just, is it just luck? I, I, I'm curious because, um, you're, you're always so darn lightning quick. Uh, it's, uh, it's difficult in its own way. Um, the, cause I, I only got two mm-hmm. years on my belt with the sprint cars, uh, attitude on, uh, on the loose dirt. And, uh, <clears throat> that's, that's tricky in itself. Um, uh, but when you get in these one RC cars, it's, it's a whole different, different ball game. Um, it's a lot quicker. Um, and everything, well, two and a half second lap times, everything happens so quick and you gotta be on it and, uh, you gotta try to stay out of trouble. So it's, I'd say, yeah, they're, difficult in their own in their own way um and but the one rc stuff is like i said it's a lot it's a lot of fun it's uh it's it's quick it, it's when you're on the throttle it's right there um and, and things happens happen so fast with the one rc cars so 
Yeah, and we uh, and we keep throwing stuff at you, man. I mean, every every time you come out, there's somebody new. Uh, this week it was Paul uh, from from Shark, uh, Paul Peterson, and he started figuring that car out. I mean, he uh, he was in that B main. And at one point, he was in a transfer spot. I'm not quite sure what happened. Him and I, for a while, had a really good battle going. And then uh, I had a little uh, ding with the wall, and I was out. And then uh, so I was looking at my car. So I didn't see when Paul kind of fell out of the transfer opportunity. But, um, yeah, just uh, I guess Sacconi and Mari just just started putting the coals on him. And, um, yeah, something might have happened. Another one. Another person was there for a second time was Tracy, uh, and Tracy did a good job. He started to get that car figured out by the B main, um, and then uh, he he was he was starting to look okay. And I should say the C main. He was starting to look okay, and he was actually in a transfer spot in the C main for a little bit. And then uh, you know him and I even talked about it, and he just he got a little excited. <laughs> he was the first to admit he just got a little. Just got a little excited, didn't stopped racing the racetrack, started worrying about his position, and then, you know, started started making some contact with the fence. But before that, you know, he had it going. So he's gonna if he kind of settles down and just kind of gets stays in his groove, that car was very, very fast. Yeah, um Paul and Tracy too, they both come from uh the ten scale stuff on the on the loose dirt stuff there and uh they uh they're starting to get a hang of it every lap that they take so um paul was uh i know tracy had what one race night under his belt paul was uh as green as green as green as you can get with the one rc stuff i basically took his car off the shelf and and uh put it there on the track and you you can see improvement from both of them uh, as the day went just the more laps that they put down um you you can see a lot of improvement uh, with the both of them you know one of the things i was was jacking on paul and thanks for getting him up that early Aaron, that was uh, that was pretty darn yeah, cool. Was, we had a time we were leaving fifteen minutes earlier than what we were. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he, yeah, Paul burns the midnight oil, and uh, you know he has to with the business and everything. So it, it's understandable; it's totally fine. But you know, I was I was giving him some heat, and he really did nothing to that car as far as suspension or setup or anything like that on it. So I mean, it was it was box stock and. You you do need to make some changes to that car in order to get it to work right at attitude. So I'm I'm confident um, either he makes the changes or he ships it to you or I, and we can we can go through it for him because I think then um, he will be lightning fast. I mean the guy can wheel a car, um, you know. And I've raced with Tracy before, and yeah, sometimes his nerves get to him just like me, and you know. So it's just it's all part of it's all part of racing you know and for a guy like you too who has experience not only at attitude but you race on real dirt with your grand national car and uh and have had a very successful career doing that i think that just that helps right it keeps you calm you know you can kind of reaction times are huge too especially you know two and a half second laps i think that plays a big part into into your success you know um that and you got a really cool body on your car. I think that helps too. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. The shark alien body that that helps. Um, but uh, no, um, yeah. I guess the racing experience does help. But I got to be honest with you guys. I, it gets intense down there at the underground. Um, I don't know what it is, but I it it gets really intense, especially when when you start um, getting into those feature races and you're close to that win or you're fighting for that battle and 
I don't know if it's just the quick lap times or, or everything just happening so quick, you know, in that two and a half seconds every lap. But I got, I like I said, I got to be honest with you guys, it it gets that gets really intense down there. So and I enjoy it. That's what I that's what I love about it, you know. And other than the camaraderie and and all that that goes into it and hanging out with our buddies, um, but the the racing is intense. It's it's got to be those fast lap times and that tight track and. I, I enjoyed a lot. Had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I think I think one of the parts too, uh, Nick Sacconi and I were talking about this is because it's not forty guys, right? And if you don't make the main, you're kind of sitting out with twenty or twenty five other people, right? It's it's a tight knit, and it's like, no, I don't want to be one of these guys. I don't want to be a corner marshal during the main. <laughs> I want to be at least I want to be in the main, and in any kind of racing, when you know, like say that one. So the percentage was, was it like only like 30% of the field was going to make it to the main, right? So you don't want to be that other, you know, percentage that's sitting out, right? You know, 70% that's sitting out. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I think that adds to the intensity too, right? There's only five spots and it's not like it's a string of a mains. It's one, a main in one class. Right. Yeah. I have to agree. Um, yeah, like you said, you got one chance, one class race in there, and it's all or nothing. So, um, and and you know we we have, you know it's a smaller group, but it's it's a fast group. I mean, uh, Joe, I, and Paul were talking on the way way down there, and on our way back too. Um, I mean, that it's anybody's race, you know, at the end of the day. So, um, mm-hmm. almost everyone's quick down there. Um, Steve, I mean. He's his his feature wins coming at any day. Uh, he pulled off fast time when we were down there, um, and you know he's just got to have luck go his way. That, that car is fast. Uh, Nick Sapone's got a couple wins under his belt. Uh, George, he won last time by. He was putting the heat on me um, until late in that race, and uh, and then uh, Joel Elversmall also made that race, and and he was doing quick to it until. Uh, bad luck struck him as well. So yeah, we just and there's a whole group still coming, right? I mean, Ryan will be back. Uh, hopefully, Tom Vassy is going to make a few. We keep uh, been chatting a little bit with Todd Booker, trying to get him back down there. Uh, he runs a point race um, out of the St. Charles track. They move, but uh, wherever they're at now. But the, I just call it St. Charles. You know, he runs that series. Um, and, and Dalton's coming back. He's definitely going to be back for a few here coming up uh, after uh, he gets more vacation time here after the first of the year. So, I mean, you know, in, in the history of the underground, only two guys have won two races. Otherwise, it's all these individual winners. So that, to your point, it just kind of shows how competitive it is down there. It's fun. It, don't get me wrong. It's fun. It's fellowship. But it's competitive because there is a lot of good, very, very close – uh, you know, racing down there in terms of lap times and, and who gets out in front. And George Murray, I mean, George was right in the hunt of that thing and had that freak situation where the battery, we don't even, I mean, the only thing that happened, either got caught up on another car, got caught up on the wall, but it turned the little turnbuckle and his battery popped out uh, going into uh, turn three. Just a freak accident. I think from watching video on YouTube, um, I think he was running second at the time when that when that happened. Oh, yeah, I mean the guy that spends the most time on his car—that's just crappy that that had to happen to him. Um, but you know, yeah, to your point, you know, Dave, you, you mentioned that you know there's only been two 
winners that have two people that have won two races. And I think that's the best part of it. You know, everybody's getting into the mix. It's not like, you know, a guy's sandbagging. Everybody wants to win, but that, that, that is really neat that we see other drivers win. Other drivers make the feature, um, you know, so, so cool for, for Aaron to bring home some hardware. Um, yeah. And, and like, like Aaron had said, Steve Clark, he's right around the corner. Um, and it couldn't happen to a more awesome guy too, you know? Uh, so it just, just really neat to see different winners every week. Um, that's a, it's, a, it's an absolute blast there. Now we're going to be throwing a little something different at everybody. So the next race coming up in, uh, December, it's going to be holiday havoc. Uh, we should have a house full down there. Um, and we've already started construction of the road course. But, yeah, it's going to be a whole different uh, style of racing. And I know, Ryan, you're going to be there. So what's uh, what's kind of some of your thoughts going in? Um, You know, it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I saw just a basic, like, layout of it. Um, and you just don't know until you get there, right? And so me, I'm going to just play it safe, go with a basic setup and – see what happens i mean i'd i could you know again these cars aren't you know massive one tenth they're pretty easy to make some wholesale changes on so we'll just uh we'll let her eat you know i mean you've got one right hand turn out of the what do you say six seven turns right. like right. so in the end uh, do you really go shaking the car up for that you know um but i think what is going to be extremely important is adjusting you know, if if you have a you know an aftermarket radio, adjusting your exponential, you know how quickly that throttle is gonna you know because coming out of those corners, you don't want to feeder the beans too quickly. You know, I think it's just going to be all about being smooth and how you get there. Um, some guys with a lot of talent, we can just you know feel it out. But for me, I'm going to be messing with exponential on my throttle um, and probably steering too and adjusting endpoints because right now she's she's designed to go left so. Um, we'll play around with that a, a, quite a bit, but those are really, in my eyes, the only changes I'm going to make at this point. Um, I certainly, you know, I'm like the king of traction rolling. And so I don't want to make those mistakes, especially in, you know, six or seven turns, uh, of a track, uh, that can really set you back. So definitely, um, it's going to be a challenge for me, but, but yeah, I'm just going to go in, have some fun and, uh, work on the car as the day goes. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who is the very first road course winner. Will it be somebody who's won down there before? Will it be somebody completely new? Could this be the day for Steve Clark? Actually, he even has a road course in his basement. Um, he helped design this track, so he's probably already practicing down there. <laughs> um, so, Aaron, have you done any had experience any uh, road course, either full size or RC car racing? No, I've done off-road RC a couple times, and that's the closest I've gotten to a road course. So uh, this one uh, is definitely going to be a wild card, that's for sure. Um, it'd be It's going to be really interesting because it's going to be something new for most, um, some, uh, something a lot has never seen before. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be different. Um, nobody's ever had laps on the track before, so everyone's going to come down there and be green to the layout. Um, unlike now, you got people with experience on the track and everything uh, with the oval and and your let off points and your your gassing points. But now it's going to be uh, it's going to be totally different, and um, it'll be interesting. That's for sure. 
Yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, there's unfortunately not opportunity for a practice day prior to. So, yeah, when we all hit the track, that's going to be the the first time kind of uh, experiencing it and trying to figure it out. And like Ryan was bringing up your, you know, your where do you back up the corner? Where do you go in hard? Do you slide it through? Things like that. And um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to watch that progression, right? From first practice all the way to, you know, we get ready to qualify. And I think qualifying is going to be really interesting. <clears throat> and then we're running duels. Uh, this track will be is, is actually going to be designed for duels. I think it's going to give everybody even that more track time. Um, they are going to be in honor of Tony Bialis, who was somebody that we raced with uh, back in the late '80s into the '90s, um, and uh, we lost Tony a year and a half ago to cancer. Uh, but he was a great guy. Just loved the hobby. He was a detail guy. He would uh, Nick Sacconi brought up when we talked to him about Tony is. You know, he would paint cars that had, like he did the Family Channel car that Ted Musgrave used to run, but it was all mm. paint. There was no decals. It was uh, some amazing stuff. Um, but Tony won in all the races he ran. Uh, he he won one race, and that was when we did a road course. And it, it actually came down to him and I. We had, there, it was uh, seven cars in that main, and I don't know. It kind of became a battery war towards the end. And guys started dropping out. And, uh, yeah, it was just down to Tony and I. And he ran me down. He ran me down. And he got around me. And then I tried to get back around him again and just and just couldn't do it. And uh, 75 laps around that, around that road course that we had. And, uh, yeah, he took the win that day. And it was just everybody loved it because, you know, it wasn't given to him. Trust me, it was not given to him. I, I wanted to win a race. And, uh he uh he just he was just the better driver and the better car that day and and now how things have transpired i'm really i'm really glad you know 20 almost 30 years later or whatever you know uh that that happened it uh it's great so yeah it's going to be the uh the tb duels in uh in, in tony's honor and uh if i can pull one of those off i'll i'll just be happy because it'd be it'd be fun to to do that you know in honor of him so looking forward to that but yeah it'll be a Full day. So, so Aaron, you've raced with all those guys down there, and uh, so I'll ask him first. Um, who do you think? Who do you think's got a shot to uh, to take this road course? Oh boy, uh, I th- I think it's like most other days. It's it's almost anybody's game. But I'm gonna have to go with what you said before, Steve Clark. I, that that's my vote right now. So I'll go with Steve. Okay. Okay. Ryan, how about you? You've raced down uh, there with everybody. I, I don't want to be a follower. Okay. So. Um, love Steve Clark. I, I think he stands a very good chance. However, I'm going to put my money behind the guy that knows how to make adjustments, that knows what a car is doing, and can analyze and think about things. And that would be Mr. Mari. I would have to, I'd have to put my money on him. Um, I think he will, <clears throat> he will grasp what's going on with his car and be able to make the appropriate changes, um, and that will ultimately lead to him. Uh, being the fastest out there so george you're my man don't let me down (laughs) all right i'm gonna give my pick and this isn't because i'm hoping for for a christmas present or a better christmas present i'm picking you mr ratzloff and here's the reason why here's the reason why because when push comes to shove you get very competitive you do not like to finish second and i think much like what you said about george i think once you're down there you're going to 
to put your full focus on figuring this thing out. And you're not going to want to get, what I think it is, is you're not going to want to go a lap down to somebody else. And because you're going to put in that kind of focus and effort, I think you're going to shock yourself at just how quick you are and how quickly you adapt to that. Because to your point, it's uh, it's not a huge, it's not a bunch of twists and turns, right? We thought, let's yeah. go light the first year. Let's not, let's not make it where everybody gets frustrated. They have fun. But what everybody's forgetting, sure, it's a road course. So, yes, there's a right-hand right hand turn in the snake pit, as we're calling it. But the rest of that track is like Daytona. Like, it's going to be fast. And you are known to be fast down there. So, if you can get through what was basically now four, one, and the long dog stretch what is now two into three and through there. That's where I think you're going to have a little bit of edge on everybody. So yes, you're going to have to figure out the snake pit, but I, I think you'll do that in, in very short fashion. I say by second, third maximum practice, you're going to, you're going to figure that out because you'll have the rest of the track figured out it. I think the track leans into your talents, which is your fast and your car can hook at the bottom and when you get let loose on that, those big sweepers, I think you're just going to take to it like a duck for water. Not, I appreciate that, but you mentioned nothing about consistency, and that's one thing I'm not. So, and Aaron can agree with that. He's, he's which watch me. Um, you know, it, the thing is, is like, yeah, I, I appreciate that, Dave. But you know, for me, and I'm I'm being completely honest when I say this. Yes, I, I am ultra competitive. I hate to lose. Um, it's like that in business for me too. Um, but, but honestly, the underground is a little bit different for me from other tracks in the sense that I genuinely love hanging out with those people. And to me, if it's like, I'm going to get a win, well, that's cool and all, but I don't, I don't put as much pressure on myself as I do when I'm at other tracks because I'm just, I genuinely love the people I'm down there with. Um, you know, attitude's a little different, you know, you're racing against, you know, Gosh, Aaron, in our in in street stocks, there's there's forty cars out there, you know. I um, trackside as well, you know. So I just I appreciate that. I just have a lot of fun, and who knows? Maybe it will play into my my driving style. We'll see, um, you know. But um, I'm not going to do anything special to my car. It's it's been sitting since the last day I raced it. So um, we'll throw it out there and see what it can do. Sounds good. Now, Aaron talked before about you know we're racing a single class. That might be something new that could happen at the road course, too, because three cars make a class. Ryan, I know you you bought an asphalt late model. Oh, yeah. I converted oh, yeah. it into an asphalt late model. That car, I am loving it. Aaron, I know I don't believe that you've you've gone down that path yet, but I'm sure you're watching and studying and thinking about it. So let's go to Aaron first. From what you've seen of the new asphalt, 1RC asphalt late model, What's your takeaway so far? Um, I'm liking it. So uh, it's definitely definitely a car I'll probably end up getting, um, especially if more guys get them down at the underground. Um, I'll definitely be getting one. I, I think that car will – I hope we don't get rid of the late models. I'm a dirt late model guy, so that's one reason why I have the dirt late models. Um, <clears throat> but I think that asphalt late model will fit that track really nice down there at the underground, and I think it's it would be a, a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I've been 
keep an eye on it. Uh, the new tires, that's that's going to be a lot of fun to, to see how those work out. I think that's going to be a, a great addition uh, to the asphalt stuff that they have for the 1RC stuff. Um, so, but yeah, I'm a, I'm excited to uh, to see them make some laps down there and, and see what we can do with them. What's your thought, Ryan? I know you've got one. I got one. Uh, pulled it out of the box and went, ooh, it's there's not a whole lot different. Um, you know, from the late model, I mean, again, it's late model chassis, but I think what makes it, uh, is the arrow on the body. And, and as Aaron mentioned, the tires, and, you know, I spoke with, uh, Charlie Kuzma from digital fabrication, gosh, a little over a week ago now. And, um, he had raced, uh, his car and he said, it is absolutely phenomenal. Like it, the tires are, they make that car. It bites. Um, I know Matt Murphy, watched a couple of his posts or took a look at him and um yeah he was dealing with that car bicycling and all sorts of stuff so he's been playing around a lot with tires and whatnot getting that car dialed in but yeah it's got tons of bite um most guys aren't going because of all that bite they're not going with like you know the conventional dirt late model setup that you'd run so um i think you know when we run that at the underground coming up the next race I'm just going to go with a box stock setup, do what I'd normally do to the shocks and so on and so forth, but keep it as, you know, basic as I can. So that way I can tune and adjust. But yeah, I think that car will, will do very well at the underground with the amount of bite. And I know you've driven yours a little bit down there and had some, had some cool things to say about it. Yeah. I, I knocked out about 25 laps. I didn't want to do too many cause I hadn't shoe glued the, you know, I hadn't painted the car yet. I hadn't shoe glued it yet. So I didn't want to bust up a, you know, $40 body. So yeah. I didn't run a whole lot of them. Um, but what I can't say is the minute I put it on the ground, it was fun. Yeah. It was super fun. And it, everybody's right. The tires, they nailed it on those tires. The other part that's cool with the car is it's a little narrower than the, than the dirt late model. And you don't have that, that ramp front end and mm-hmm. you don't have the open back end. So I think you're going to be able to do a little bit more bumping and rubbing and there won't be as many flipping and, you know, like you'll be able to make contact with somebody and I think bump each other and not, it's not going to become so dramatic. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, for sure. People are not going to bullet underneath the wall. Like we have in the infield sometimes with the cars will stick the, the dirt late models yeah. will actually get stuck under there. Um, you're not going to see that, but, uh, and then with them being a little narrower, it's not a lot. It's, you know, but it's, and the only reason I know it's narrower is because I got a newer radio. And when I put my dirt late model in my drawer, I can't fit my radio in there mm. with it. But when I put the, the asphalt late model, I can. So it's not a whole lot. Not, I don't know what it would be, a 16th. I don't know. Just but, enough though, huh? Yeah. But, you know, taking that into account, I'm like, well, that's just a little bit more room on the racetrack too. With you know, you got five cars out there, you got a little bit more, and yeah. now you can kind of bump and run. And so I'm super excited to to see these cars. I mean, the asphalt late models in my heart, right? That's that's mm-hmm. what I've been chasing around with my dad and so forth all the way back to the '70s. And then when we started racing cars, that's what we did. We we wanted to build. We followed ASA, the original yeah. ASA. And so that's always what we emulated uh, when we did the storm series and the pit stops and the, it was all stock cars as close as we could get back then. Cause they didn't have the bodies that they have today, Yeah. but 
That was always the theme, right? And so this is just super fun for me that this is yeah. the car. I well, mean, well I RC asking, did it. Th- yeah. yeah, they did it with the realism. Yeah, I know you kept asking for it on a, every time they'd post a, yeah. you know, hey, there's a new car coming or, you know, anytime like that, I'd, I'd see you chime in, asphalt, late model. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's it's a neat car. They, they really um, put some more consideration in. I think the front bumper um, is really neat. Um, albeit it kind of on that particular car uh, cuts Charlie uh, from digital fab kind of out of the mix a little bit because it's, it, it very much resembles his bumper, but he was okay with it after I, I gave him some heat, but you know, it, it really does protect that front end. And I think that's very critical, especially, you know, the way you're talking with a little, perhaps a little bumping and rubbing because it is more of a blunt nose front end. Um, you know, that, that will definitely help. So, um, yeah, definitely still shoe glue uh, the front end on it. You certainly don't want to crack a $40 body. But, um, yeah, they just did a really nice job of putting that car together. I'm excited to kind of go through it, and hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, I'll have it ready uh, for our next race. Well, I think it opens the door for our buddy uh, Paul to come out with a super cool asphalt late model body at some point. More kind of current next-gen-ish, you know, Camaros and and Mustangs and stuff. They made, Obviously, they made the car very generic in the front end. You get the decals that you can make them look mm-hmm. like different cars. But uh, it's very early 2000s Lumina if, yeah. if you look at it with no decals on it, right? Which is cool. Nothing wrong with it. The, the detail, the opera windows, the cutout. I mean, it's got it going on. It looks great. I love the rear spoiler. That looks great on there. And um, But, yeah, so so... So what do we got to do, Strebby? What do we got to do to get you get you to be that third car? We need a third car. <laughs> as yeah. far as we know, but who's going to come down the stairs with another one? We don't know yet. Oh, boy. Uh, I was going to get a midget for Minnesota, but maybe we'll see if they start running the uh, the asphalt late models before I head there. Well, I got to yeah, tell you, I, I, did some, uh, I did some spontaneous shopping with uh, Mr. Peacock and picked up a Silver Crown car. And a wing sprint, uh, so so we'll have a few more cars to play with here. And but uh, and I do have a midget. I just got to put it back together. Um, so maybe we'll have to take a run up to Minnesota and go have some fun too. There you go. Yep. First uh, weekend in February, I'm going. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to do that because uh, it's going to be a busy next couple of months for sure. Is that going to be a uh, all open wheel show up there? Uh no. They got well, they got midgets, sprint cars, and dirt late models. When you start coming, when you start coming back in January, I mean, well, you got to put handcuffs on that guy or whatever. Bring him down. I got a good car for him. I got a good car for him. Who's that? Dale. 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 Yeah, we got to get him back there. That's for sure. Yeah. Is it a is it contract? Is is he like a Tony Stewart or something or or like Larson? He wants money. Does he need? Is he want a helicopter? Does he want to? I, I got a big. I got a big. You know. Uh, cornfield right across from the yeah, from the underground. I can them. land them. We can land them in a in a. You know, if you need something flashy, just tell them. Just let me know. Okay, yeah, I'll check in with him. See what he that's needs. Dale, Mister Miss. <laughs> yeah, Mister Flashy, that's Dale for sure. If if it's money, have him call Ryan. If he needs a helicopter, have him call me. <laughs> cool. Okay. So back in my day, I say my day, like I'm this you know eighty year old man and whatever, <laughs> so, but. 24 back, months ago? <laughs> no. Back in my day, back when I was a young young buck, there was a road course racer that, that NASCAR would bring in. 
And he was the man, Boris said. That's mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like Boris for the oval race. I'm or for the uh I'm gonna be like Boris for this uh next race coming up. So be prepared for that, gents. Be prepared. I might even look like him. I don't know. We'll see. I might get a perm and <laughs> rock the curls. <laughs> I see a t shirt. Rock the curls. I rock the curls like Boris. Be like Boris. Be like Boris. That's what I'm going to tell myself the entire time. So get ready. I said, you got this, Ryan. I, you know what? All right. Yeah, I do. I do. Hey, everybody. We had a great conversation going with Aaron, so much so that we said, hey, let's break this into two episodes. So we talked about 1RC racing. We talked about the RC Underground and Aaron's first win. Now we're going to flip the narrative and we're going to talk a little bit more about Attitude Raceway and what's coming up for next season. You're not going to want to miss this one. So we'll see you again next week. You've been listening to RC Underground Radio. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, drop us a line at rcuradio at gmail.com. We're curious to know, what do you like? What don't you like? Who would you like us to talk to? It was weird, but you know what I meant. We're talking about racing, so... You can find us on Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. See you next time on the RC Underground Radio Podcast. I am a BB in a box car.